God's a good God. I thought for a minute we was going to have a Pentecostal service and I wouldn't have to preach. I know many times when I've been in church, that's happened. But you know, sometimes it's just good to take a service and glorify our God and praise Him and, and just do what He wants us to do. Can you say amen to that? I'm going to do my best to preach to you today and I'm going to take a text. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? You know Nazareth was where Jesus was born. But... People didn't believe in Nazareth. In fact, one time when Jesus was talking and quoting scriptures, which he is the word of God, those Pharisees said, how does this man know all these things? I tell you, God, he's a wonderful God. By the sight of the eye, uh, Nathan may have been somewhat right because it's a very small town. Had nothing but poor people in it. They're mostly uneducated. And so when I read the text, you'll, you'll see. It said, The day following Jesus would go forth into Galilee and find Philip and said unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was a, was a Bethesda in the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael and said unto him, We have found him whom the uh, Moses and the law and all the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? And Philip said unto him, Come and see. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you today for your power and your presence. We ask your blessings upon the word today, for it is your word. God, we are believing you, Lord, that if there's any here are lost, they will come and give their heart to Jesus. Those that are sick, we pray for their healing. Those that are discouraged, we pray for their encouragement. God, just move in your Holy Spirit today, and we'll praise you for all that you do. And let everyone say amen. As I said, Nazareth was a, they had very small population. It'd been good if it was just had 400 people. Their houses were two rooms because it was so poor. And as people in other parts of Israel would look at them when they would probably go through and they thought, man, this is the worst place in the world. I wouldn't want to live here. But you know, God always takes those things that we think are bad and he makes good things out of them. Amen. Amen. So is there any good thing? Well, it seems like it's not, uh, it not, it's not any good thing coming out of Lazarus. To the eye, it was nothing good and nothing good could come from it. They were all poor, as I said. They're uneducated. And this is what prompted Nathaniel to ask the question Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Biblically speaking, there were some important things that took place. The angel appeared to Mary and told Mary, You're going to be conceived by the Holy Spirit. I mean, you're going to have a child. He's going to be the Son of God. And isn't that wonderful? But see, they didn't know that. 
Even the angel come to Joseph and spoke to Joseph and said, Fear not to take her under your wife, or that thing in her is a holy thing. Come on. He is holy. He is our holiness today. Praise God. We can't do it with ourselves. We have to have him. Can you say amen to that? Here's something I want to point out to you. Just one of many attributes. He loves, talking about God, he loves to take nothing and make something out of it. Not many mighty are called. You ever read that? Not many great are called. But it's those that will yield to him and he can remake them and make them what he wants them to be. It's done. He has done this in creation. He did it with Abraham, whose father was an idol worshiper. God chose him to bring knowledge to the one, uh, the one God, true God. He did it with David, the shepherd boy, who made it, uh, well, I say he, he killed the giant and made him become a king. I mean, when they chose David, first of all, his family didn't even include him. The prophet had come and said, I'm here to anoint some, uh, 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 one of your sons to be king. I'm going to anoint him to be the great leader that he was. And so they went through all the sons, and the, and the prophet said, Do you have another son? He said, Oh, yeah, he's out there keeping the sheep. He said, Bring him to me. Oh, boy, I tell you, I feel this today. You might think you're nothing, but God can make anything out of you. He can make a preacher out of you. He can make a, a person that has the gifts of the Spirit. We need that. Yes. We need the gifts of the Spirit working in our life where people will be healed. We'll have faith to change things that God wants us to change. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Well, I want us to look and see. The man from Nazareth saved the life of a woman and then gave her of her sins. Let me read it to you. John 8, 1 through 11. And Jesus went into the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again to the temple, and all the people came unto him and sat down and, and taught them. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Moses' law commanded us that we should stone her. But what sayest thou? This they did tempting him that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger he wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that's without sin among you, let him cast the first stone. Woo. Come on now. Without sin. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground, and they which heard it, been convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the eldest, 
even to the, unto the last. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing in the midst. And when Jesus had lifted up himself, he saw none but the woman. He said to the woman, Woman, where are thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? And Jesus said, she said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. I'm going to tell you, Jesus didn't come to condemn you. He come to save you. I don't care who you are, what you are. I'm telling you, he can save you. He can make something out of you that you would never dream of in your entire life. Can you say amen? See, while men condemns, Jesus forgives. God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him may be saved. Can you say amen? He brings conviction to not condemnation on sinners. See, they condemned this woman. They wanted to stone her. But I'm going to tell you, the words of Jesus Christ are powerful. And when he said what he said, I'm going to tell you the Holy Spirit began to convict them so much that they began to walk out beginning with the elder. Come on. He brings conviction, not condemnation. You know, it's very possible that this woman was one of the women that followed Jesus going to the cross. It named some. It might have been one of these. They don't name her here, but I'm telling you, she, her life was changed. God didn't come to condemn. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Yes. Forgiveness and compassion through Jesus Christ. Let's go to another good thing that came out of Nazareth. Let's ask this woman who was an outsider as far as the religious world was. She was the woman at the well. She went down to draw water and by herself. Now, why did she come like that? Because she had lived such a terrible, awful life. Even the people in Samaria would have nothing to do with it. The women usually, one, come and draw water, and they, they wouldn't have anything to do with her. Sometimes you may feel that way, but I'm here to tell you there is somebody that kills, cares. When Jesus got through talking to her and explaining everything to her and... The Bible says that she left her bucket or whatever they draw it in and ran into the city. And this is what she said. Come see a man which told me all things that I ever did. Is not this the Christ? See, I don't believe any of them could meet him and not know who he was. I'm telling you, the Pharisees knew who he was. The Sadducees knew who he was. You can't get in the presence of Jesus Christ without knowing who he is. But see, a lot of people don't want to change. Those Pharisees didn't want to change. They had everything going like they wanted. They could walk through the town and they'd be all dressed up and they'd be saying prayers and doing things, making themselves look holy. You can't make yourself look holy 
Holiness comes through Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen to that? She carried a great message to the whole city. And guess what? He stayed there two days and the whole city gave their heart to the Lord. Think about it. Now she could go down to the well with the women. Because, see, saved people don't condemn people. Saved people don't look down on people. Sometimes we might be guilty of that. But let me tell you something. There's something good that comes out of Nazareth. Let me read John 5. 1 through 16. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. And in, in, in these lay a great multitude of infinite folk, blind, the halt, the withered. They were all waiting on the move of the water because, see, Verse 4 tells us, or an angel went down at a certain time, a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. And whosoever was first after troubling the water stepped stepped in was made whole of whatever disease they had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity 38 years. And when Jesus saw him and knew that he had been there a long time, in that case, he said unto him, Will thou be made whole? And the impotent man answered, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me in the pool. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked on that same day. But that same day was the Sabbath. Now guess what happened? You already know. The Jews therefore said unto him that was cured, It is a Sabbath day. It's not lawful for thee to carry thy bed and walk. Jesus answered, I mean, then answered they him, What man is that which saith unto thee, Take up thy bed and walk? And he that was healed knew not who he was, for Jesus had conveyed himself away and a multitude in, uh, a multitude had been in the place. Afterward, Jesus findeth him and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole, sin no more, lest a greater thing come upon thee. Now I want you to listen to this next verse, next two verses. The man departed and told the Jews, It was Jesus which had made him whole. And therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. You know, more I read about how Israel was, it was filled with crazy people. That's all I can make. They might be a priest, they may be whatever, but they were nuts. I'm telling you, you read about what all they did and how they did and try to get rid of Jesus. And finally they did, but they didn't do it. God hung him on the cross for you and for me, for our sins. Thank God for the cross of Jesus Christ. When we 
Oh, okay. My wife told me to leave that alone. Okay. Isn't God good? Give you a good wife like that. But I'm telling you, to me, they're actually full of the devil. And Jesus told them that. He said to them, you are of your father, the devil. See, a lot of people try to be religious. Come on. A lot of people like to act like they're holy. But the Bible said, try the spirits and see whether it be of God or not. First thing God did for me when he filled me with the Holy Spirit. At our church, uh, the pastor had allowed the district pastor, that's not what we call them, sectional pastor, to bring a man in from, ten, from Texas. And he preached. And he'd run a little revival. And I'm going to tell you, I had the most terrible feeling out of him. And so I said to myself, God, forgive me for thinking all these things about him. I, I, just, I just felt that he wasn't right. But I'm a young Christian. And I didn't know everything, see? Still don't know everything. But I'm here to tell you, there's one other guy, and I just found that out about it. A year ago, he was in the congregation. His name Preacher Garrett. And he had the same feeling. He went home and told his mother, something wrong with this man. I didn't know that, but I knew something was wrong with him. And finally, he went and took a church up past Leeds somewhere, and they're getting ready to build a church. And they'd saved up $5,000, and he checked it out and left. Come on. God will tell you, the Holy Spirit will show you who you need to follow and what you need to do. Nazareth was to be the backwaters, but now we're going to go to Jerusalem, the headstream of religion, the place where the religious are, the priests the lawyers, the Levites, and the idiots. Come on. This man was laying there many years. But it was the Nazarene Jesus who sought him out. What other men call hopeless, Jesus calls heal. I know some of us have been sick for a while, and I know some of us have been carrying a Sickness about us for a long time. And sometimes we ask, God, what's wrong? What can I do, God? Well, I want to tell you something. God has a special time and a special place to meet you. And it'd be an unexpected place. It may be when you get out of bed and you think, oh, man, I feel so good today. Somebody's been praying for me. And that's what we need to do. We need to pray. This man had been lying there many, many, many years. Guess what? It was a Nazarene, Jesus, who called Christ that healed him. 
God's a wonderful God. Did you know that? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry this man did what he did, and I don't know what happened to him. But to me, he done very wrong when he went up there and told the Jews, the, man's Jesus, the man called Jesus, because he probably had enough sense to realize they'd been trying to persecute him and get rid of him. I'm going to tell you something. You can't get rid of him. He's here to stay. He is the Son of God. Hallelujah. Who died for our sins. Praise God. I'm telling you. But I, I, nobody else would have done it. It's not one of us that's got a son that we allow to be nailed to a cross. But God allowed it. For God so loved the world. Come on. He does it through love. Everything. We could go to another. It's a blind man who sit by the roadside and beg for a living. No hope until the man from Nazareth came by. Now let me read it to you. Mark 10, 46 through 50. And they came to Jericho and it was as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people, blind Barnabas, the son of Thomas sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that Jesus was of Nazareth, come on, that old city ain't nothing to it. I'm going to tell you the greatest thing in the world happened in Nazareth. The Son of God came from there. I'm going to tell you, he is our hope today. Hallelujah. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thy son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. Thy son of David, have mercy on me. Let me tell you, some people like quiet services. I don't. Hello? I like to see a move of God's Holy Spirit. A lot of people don't. They didn't like what they were seeing, and they tried to hush him up. They charged him he should hold his peace, but he cried that much more. Listen, I'm looking for revival in this church. And some of you may have never have been in a revival, especially like one I'm talking about. I could sit here and tell you thing after thing that God did in that little church in Bayview where I was tended. I want to see it again. I want to see people raising their hands and praising God and get up and do a Jericho march or whatever you want do i'm telling you we we need to serve god with everything within us we need to put our pride aside come on and let the holy spirit do what he wants to and i'm gonna tell you he'll do it if you'll allow him bible says and jesus stood still and commanded him to be called and they called the blind man saying unto him be of good comfort rise he called it for them Ain't that, isn't that exactly how people are? Woman, they tell you, shut up and 
And the next minute they're going to tell you everything's all right. I call that double-minded. Amen? A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. I'm just telling you what the Lord told me. Said, and he casting away his garment. That didn't mean he took his clothes off now. What it meant that blind men in those days wore a certain garment with a certain color where people would know they were blind. Now, I like this man's faith because before he went to Jesus, he took that thing off and threw it down because he knew Jesus was going to heal him and he's going to get his eyesight back. He said, and he cast away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, what will thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, go thy way, thy faith have made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and he followed Jesus in the way. Mm. Here's a man blind. He gets his healing, he follows Jesus. Had another one that got his healing. He went and told him where Jesus did it, where he'd be persecuted. Now, he might not know that was going to happen, but he should have. Because I'm going to tell you, Jesus was persecuted all the time. He was condemned for everything he said. But see, this blind man knew there was something good from Nazareth. Always. Jesus, the Son of God, have mercy on me. Yes. You know what come out of, out of, out of Nazareth? First thing, love. God put him there for a reason. He saw a lot of people sick growing up. He saw a lot of people crippled. and God just filled him with compassion. I don't know one time that anybody in this Bible went to Jesus that did not receive what they asked for. He's still alive. He's still on the throne. He's our intercessor. Oh, hallelujah. See, sometimes we depend on our goodness, but I want to depend on his love and his mercy and his grace that he shows us. He's a wonderful God. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Many good things. One other thing I want to show, the loving and the compassion he is. The woman, the word at name, who was in a funeral possession, and her son, her only son, had died. She was a widow woman now. Only thing she had left was this son. And they were taking him for burial. Then Jesus shows up. They were coming out of the city, and he stops them. He knew everything. He knew that was a widow woman. Come on. He knew everything was going on. That's why he went there. He knows, he, he, he knows just when to connect with us. Did you know that? And he connected with this poor widow woman 
And Jesus stopped the procession and said to the young man, Arise. Guess what happened? He arose. Woo! Man, that was some rejoicing. Yes, a thousand times yes. He has love and mercy and compassion. He wants to heal us. Now let me tell you something about healing. And miracles and things of that sort. God does it for us. But the real reason he wants people to know that he is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Come on. Sometimes we suffer a long time before we find Jesus the healer. But I like to think about what he said. If you suffer with me, you'll reign with me. If you keep the faith when bad things are happening to you, I'm telling you, one day we will reign with him in heaven. We have no imagination what it's going to be like. We read, but my bent walking the streets of gold, seeing our, meeting our loved ones that's gone on before us. What more could you ask? But I'm telling you, there's a whole lot more. I wish I had another 20 minutes, but I don't. Well, I guess I do. It's just 11 25. What came out of Nazareth was a man who could raise the dead. And one day, there's going to be a shout, and Jesus is going to be in the clouds. He's not going to blow the trumpet, but the angel will. And every Christian that's been buried in the ground since his first ascension into heaven, those graves are going to burst open. Hallelujah. And guess what? Guess what? We're going to be resurrected in a brand new body. They'll never get sick. We'll never have another pain. Let's look at the other side, though. That those that don't trust him, those that don't serve him. I'm telling you, there's a hell where men go. When I was reading all this, I thought, I wonder what those Pharisees think thinks now. Come on. Listen, they knew who he was. They knew he was the Christ. Mm, I don't want to call them too many things, but let me, let me tell you something. They didn't want the change to take place where they wouldn't be in charge. And they knew what Jesus would do. If they had accepted him, I, I don't say that he wouldn't have would, hadn't to die for us, but if they had accepted him, things would have been a whole lot better for Jerusalem. Let me tell you something. Jerusalem and Israel 
was wiped out. You listen to me. For crucifying the Son of God. And it wasn't but a few years that the Romans come and surrounded Israel, starved them for a while. Then they had the war. Many, many of them were killed. And the rest of them was taken out. Why? Because they wouldn't accept Jesus Christ. As these I have been reading to you have. I am about through. Now I'm the Apostle Paul. When you read it, he'll say, finally, my brethren. And he'll write you another page too. And then he'll say, finally, my brethren. John 21, 25 says, There are also many other things which Jesus did, the which, if they should have been written every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. John said this, and he said, Amen. If, if he had written every, if it had been written down everything he had done and said, your New Testament would be about that thick. But just things that the Holy Spirit wanted to teach you and show you that he was the Son of God. There was times when he healed the whole multitude. All the sick came to him. Boy, wouldn't you like to have been there? Well, you can be there. Because I'm telling you, God wants to move. Jesus is the right hand of the Father, but the third person of the Godhead is right here. Hallelujah. He's right here. And he's in you. And he wants to work a work. Whew, man, I feel the Lord. Sorry. You know, even after his resurrection, he still performed the work of God. So you may hear and think that you're nothing. A lot of people do. I did. I got saved. I was afraid to, when I was raised in the Pentecostal church, I was afraid to go. I didn't know how my wife was going to take it. When I got there and the pastor's wife heard that I'd gotten saved and she had a son the same age of me, I'm telling you, she run up and down them aisles with her hands up and praising God and glorifying God. And I'm sitting there thinking, boy, that did it. <laughs> but when we walked out of the church, walking down the step, my wife said, this is where we're going to come to church. See, when you're young and ignorant, you think the Spirit of God will run people off. But I'm telling you, the Spirit of God will draw people. Hallelujah. I praise His name. Yes, the good of Nazareth can make something good in all of our lives. All of the good that was in Nazareth, you can have. You can have all things through Jesus Christ. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Yes. The answer is yes, yes, yes. How many sinners have been saved? For the man that came out of Nazareth, 
How many people that have been delivered from drugs and alcohol and tobacco? Tobacco is one of the worst drugs you can get hooked on. It's the hardest thing to get rid of. I was going in Walmart, and one of the girls out there, she had that cigarette. And sometime I go up and talk to them. But I didn't hear. I just said, Lord, deliver her from those things. He'll do it. I didn't say it just to be saying it. I said it because I know he'll do it. Praise God. He's wonderful. See, Paul said, not many mighty, not many noble are called. And I've told you about me just a while ago, but I, I was so uneducated and ignorant. We used to have testimony service. I think we're going to start back doing that. Of course, our church was about like that, and everybody could hear everybody. But I'm here to tell you, when I stood up to testify, I would get, I'd get everything in my mind, I was going to say. I had it down, pat. And I'd stand up and I'd say about ten words, and it'd all leave me. And I'd sit down. And when God called me to preach, he said, later, me and my wife lived in a two-room apartment. I'm talking about two rooms. But we had a big old closet, and the Lord spoke to me and said, go in the closet and pray. You know that's in the Bible? And I went in the closet and prayed. And God said to me, I'm going to call you to preach my word. And I said, God, I can't even stand up and testify. How in the world would I preach? Now, some of you don't think I'll ever shut up. But he did. He did. I, I, I just want you to understand. I'm I don't want to brag on me because I'm bragging on Jesus. But I stopped in Pleasant Grove. Many of you heard this. In 1964, we stopped. I did a red light, Pleasant Grove. And God said to me, you'll build a church in this community. You know what I told God? I was like some of the other ones he'd called to do great things. I said, God, I can't even build a doghouse. How in the world will I build a church? See, I was young, stupid. In fact, I forgot all about that. I went into the Church of God at that time, and the pastor was down at the headquarters. And Brother Hall, the man that's over, uh, sees starting churches and things, and Brother Shelton was telling him about me. And you know what he said? He said, you think you'd be interested in starting a church in Pleasant Grove? Now, that might not mean that much to you, but it meant a lot to me. Because, see, I, I, when, he, when Brother Shelton come and told me that, I was back at the red light in Pleasant Grove. Come on, six years later or so. His word never dies. He's always for us. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ. 
that strengthened me. Listen, the last thing good that come out of Nazareth is when Jesus died for our sins. There's no way we can explain how bad it was. They beat his back. They put 39 stripes on his back with a whip. Then they took him and put him on a cross. See, they lay the cross down, and then they nail you to it. And then you, they raise it up where the, the hole is, and there's a big jerk when it hits. More pain. But I'm here to tell you, he didn't do it for him. He did it for us. He is our God. I thank God. I'm going to skip one verse, John 1. I'm going to go to Matthew 11, and we're going to close. Jesus said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. Think about it. My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I'm going to tell you the greatest thing ever happened to me is when he saved my soul. A lot of people rejoice and think it's, everything's going to be, but I thought the devil three days, he kept telling me, you're not saved. I said, I am saved. After three days, he, I convinced him, I guess, because he quit bothering me about it. What he's really saying is come to the man from Nazareth and see what he'll do for you today. I want the boat the numbers come up, music committee come back up. I don't know what your need is today, but I'm telling you, the man from Nazareth who took 39 stripes on his back, 39 stripes on his back, what for? For our healing. Our pain. And then on the cross, he gave his life. That we may have life. Everlasting life. So as they sing, if you're here and you don't know Jesus, I want you to come up. Be the best things ever happened to you in your life. He'll save you here or he'll save you on, in, on your mother-in-law's front porch. And me and my mother-in-law didn't get along at all. But I was there, and my brother-in-law was a missionary to Alaska. He's free will Baptist. And he got talking to me, and he went out. he's reading his Bible, and I went out on the porch, and he got talking to me about the Lord. And I started getting under conviction, so I got up, and I said, well, I'm going to see if my wife wants to go to a movie. And I got up, and I walked in to the first room, and they were in the back room, and I just turned around. I couldn't leave. I come back. And Jesus saved my soul. And I'll always, throughout eternity, thank Him and praise Him. Stand with us, as you will. If you got a need, come on up. You got something you want God to do? 
man from Nazareth is here to meet your need. Go ahead.